Welcome to the Excel in Retirement Show, where financial planning becomes understandable. Your host, David C. Treese, is a licensed financial advisor who specializes in retirement income planning. David's desire for each of his clients is to have financial confidence, protection, and growth. We believe this is achievable with the right plan in place. Together, we'll build a plan specific to your financial goals. We work with clients from all over, and we'd love to connect with you. Go to clientsexcel.com to connect with us. If you'd like to speak with us, call our office at 864-641-7955. Thanks for listening. Now to the show. Welcome back to episode 100 in the triple digits here of the Excel in Retirement show. My name is David Treese, and I appreciate you listening. It is hard to believe that we already have 100 episodes recorded. We have been at it since May 28th of 2020. And so coming up on two years here pretty soon. And we have recorded almost every week. There's been a couple, I think less than three weeks where we haven't. But we also send out a weekly newsletter on Wednesdays in conjunction with the podcast. And normally that always goes out. I don't think we've missed a day there or a week, I should say, in quite a while. So if you want to be really up to date with us and stay in touch, that would be the way to do it. You can go to Clients Excel then look for the podcast and newsletter tab. And there's a place there at the top where you can put in your email address, and that will get the newsletter coming your way every Wednesday morning. Well, it uh, it looks like we are having a beautiful spring day in South Carolina. It is absolutely gorgeous here. I'm telling you, if you live somewhere else, April and May is the time of year to visit the Carolinas. It is close to Utopia. I stepped out for lunch. It got a little bit warm, but it is a beautiful day. So what are we here to talk about? Have you ever wanted to start something, but getting started on it was just so doggone hard? This has been an issue for people for centuries, and this is evidenced when Jesus told his weary disciples, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak, meaning I want to do what I need to do, but my body is so weak, is basically what that is saying. Jesus' time was coming nigh, and he had taken his disciples up the mountain to pray, and the disciples had fallen asleep. They had succumbed to their weariness, and that's what that passage in Matthew is in reference to. Jesus had asked his disciples to pray with him, but they just kept on falling asleep. And while that doesn't completely correlate, it's pretty close to what we want to talk about here. It's what came to my mind when I started thinking about habits. I recently read a best-selling book called Atomic Habits by James Clear, and it is a book about how to develop habits and stick with them. Uh, The author states early in the book, in quotes, we all deal with setbacks, but in the long run, the quality of our lives often depends on the quality of our habits. Isn't that true? When we get off track or something comes up to derail us, it's our habits that we can fall back on. And if we haven't developed good habits, we might have a harder time getting back on track. Uh, When we get knocked down in life from a bad experience or some function from day to day is off or out of kilter, it's important to be able to quickly recover from a loss like that. 
I love a good goal. In fact, I carry a three by five card in my wallet for what my goals are for the year. I make my goals early in the year or in December, and then I write them on a little card and I put them in my wallet so I can take them out often and refer to them or to remember what my aspirations and goals are for the year. Without a plan or writing something down, all we have is dreams. They're just mere dreams. The author wrote, James Clear, he wrote that goals are about the results you want to, to achieve, and systems are about the processes that lead to these results. He goes on to explain how to create a framework or a process for creating goals. Clear explained that in order to create a new habit, it's better to have a small goal that you'll not have to mentally overcome or mentally get in the mindset before doing it every time. Like, um, it might be running a marathon. That's an overwhelming goal at first, but running a mile, that's not so hard. Here's what I mean. Here's an example. I may ambitiously set a goal to do 100 push-ups every day. First, that takes me a chunk of time. Then that's a lot of push-ups to do every day. It would be for most people, uh, and it is for me. So I may start out strong and may be able to do this for three or four or five days, but I'd probably quit quickly quit in a few weeks at the most because it's not a sustainable uh, goal. As an alternative, though, maybe we can make a goal to do 10 push-ups every day. I can do 10 push-ups in less than a minute. And because it's only 10, I'll probably do a few more since I'm already down on the floor and ready to do push-ups. I mean, 10's not that many. I can do a few more, right? That's the thinking. And so you want to lower the barrier to entry to your goals, essentially. And so I'm currently testing out just that strategy. I made it a goal to do 10 push-ups per day. Currently, get this, I'm on a 12-day streak, <laughs> and I've averaged doing 26 push-ups per day. And so I tend to go overboard with the data and like keeping a spreadsheet of how much I'm doing and so forth. But um, yeah, so I started, started that, and I'm on a 12-day streak, downloaded an app, a streak app in my uh in my that in my that could be taken wrongly couldn't it in my uh on my phone and started a spreadsheet but 26 push-ups a day my takeaway though is that it would be better to do 10 push-ups every day than for a and, and do that every day for years on end or a year than to do 100 push-ups for five days so it'd be better to do 10 push-ups every day for a year than to do 100 push-ups for five days before I quit. It's the compound effect. Darren Hardy in the compound effect book wrote quite a bit about that. I, I recorded uh, some information on that earlier in the year. Uh, so that's another good book to read. But that is what I'm doing. And so when Amelia, my four-year-old, sees me down on the floor to do these 10 push-ups, she, for some reason, thinks that I'm a horse and wants to get on my back. And so that makes it even harder. <laughs> but for some reason, when she's gotten on, uh, even the short period of time I've done them, they've gotten easier to do with her on my back. I mean, she's a whopping 37 pounds, I believe it was, 37, 39, something like that. So if you're looking for a practical content on how to be a little bit better tomorrow, which I think is a good goal, I'd encourage you to check out Atomic Habits. You can find it at many retailers and it's a best-selling book. It's been out for a few years now. Great read. While it seems to look all but certain that we are heading into an economic recession, it may be important to consider what positive outcomes may be possible during this period. Everything isn't all bad and everything isn't all good. There's always some positive and there's always some negative, right? 
So I recently watched a video, and I'll link to it in the show notes, from a company, a private equity company that raises assets or money for private investors to place their uh, investments in, typically for wealthy folks. And one of the takeaways, though, for this private equity fund or this group of, of guys that run it was that a couple iconic companies such as Google, Amazon, Airbnb, PayPal, there was a few other there were a few others. They were all founded during the early 2000s dot-com market correction. And many of us today benefit from these companies today. And so the point is, is that sometimes a correction in the economy like this lessens the competition. So good companies like that might be able to get off the ground and, and going. And, and now they're some of the largest companies in the world. Ultimately, though, what the government is intending to do with increasing interest rates is to bring down the cost for everyday goods. So hopefully we'll soon be paying less for basic necessities like food and gas. The economy tends to slow down during these times, and it's often uh, times like this that allow us to gain new perspectives about what's important in our lives. We saw this during the, the COVID crash that was brief in 2020, but a lot of people through the pandemic, uh, changed their perspectives or got new perspectives, maybe. And so that tends to happen when these big events happen. If we have a, a well-thought-out, all-weatherproof financial plan in place, the necessity to fret about a d- downturn in the economy may be lessened, and that can be helpful for folks in retirement. If we've thought out how we're going to take distributions and income off of our money and how to, or yeah, off of our portfolio and how to make it sustainable, we don't have to get into a big fuss when things happen because we know that market corrections happen, market cycles happen. They've happened since the history of the stock market and the economy. And unless we believe this is the end of the world, which I don't think it is quite yet, we will make it through and things will get good again at some point in the near future. But planning allows us to not have to dream about what we want. And when we plan out how we're going to create our all-weatherproof financial plan, it allows us to put feet to our aspirations. And that's what we help our clients do. That's what we're motivated by and what we're passionate about doing. Whatever, whenever you're ready to talk more about this, you can reach us at our office by calling 864-641-7955. I appreciate you listening, and we'll be back for episode 101 next week. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Clients Excel are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including potential loss of principal. Any reference to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the insuring carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It's not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet particular needs of an individual situation. Clients Excel is not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Clients Excel. The use of logos and or trademarks of podcast hosting sites are the property of their respective owners and are not an endorsement by those owners of our firm or our program.